With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network presents Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I am Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio here in person with Anthony White and on the phone with Larry Vaught. Also joining us, very happy to have on Kentucky track and field standout Sophie Galloway. Sophie, thank you so much for coming on with us this morning. How are you doing? Of course. I'm good. How are you? Oh, we are hanging in there. Uh, obviously, some big news for you, unsurprisingly. Yet another UK track star has emerged. You are racking up the accolades as a freshman. Just hit a personal best, fourth in school history, a freshman record, and an NCAA tournament berth, just or NCAA championships berth. Uh, just how are you feeling right now? If you you got to be on top of the world. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. Obviously, um, I've had a, a rough year, so this is, which is kind of the icing on the cake. Um, I was really excited to do that. I think it was it was coming. Um, it had taken me a few weeks to kind of get my feet under me and kind of figure out what I was doing, but I, it all came together when it needed to. Uh, well, what I guess what clicked this time around to uh, you know kind of hit those marks and, and to be able to accomplish something that uh, you are the only person to do. You are the only true freshman to, to earn that berth. So what what clicked this time for you? Yes, sir. Um, I have already kind of had a confidence in the triple jump. Like that is my that is my passion, and I I'm very confident when it comes to jumping. And so I just did what I needed to do. Um, my coach moved me back to a longer approach um, right before the meet started, which helped a lot. It gave me a little bit more speed, and I just did what I needed to do. Um, obviously, being a freshman, it's scary, but that gives me it's not that much pressure because. I'm the young one, and they don't expect that. So when I when I threw a big one out the first jump, they I think it kind of it shocked everybody. But I I, I did what I needed to do yesterday. Um, I I was taken to regionals for a reason, and I I think that I was able to provide my team what I needed to. Yeah, and and, and that jump was 42 feet nine and a half inches in the triple jump, which is your personal best. And that, that's a pretty amazing j- jump, Sophie. Considering you just transferred in this was only like your what sixth or seventh meet with UK yeah I've only triple jumped a couple times and I've actually I haven't really practiced in two weeks because I've been babying um, a hamstring injury um, that happened right before SEC if I wasn't able to compete um, I, I had a hamstring strain and warm-up for SECs um, so that kind of put me out so going out there and doing that it was it was really exciting I think it coach Grimes was thrilled and I'm just excited to see what happens at Oregon and, and, and Jack, I don't know if you and Anthony know the whole story with Sophie, but it's it's kind of amazing. I mean, she was a 
sensational track performer in Kentucky a year ago. Would have been about when you were winning the triple and, and long again at the state meet. Would have been about a year ago this weekend, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, was named Gatorade Track Athlete of the Year or Track Athlete of the Year. It was initially going to Tennessee, coaching change there, and then she went to Arkansas, stayed a semester, came back to Kentucky in January, and now headed to the NCAA as a freshman. It's been a pretty uh, roller coaster type year for you in the last 12 months, Sophie. No, it absolutely has, but I honestly wouldn't change any decision that I've made just because it's taught me a lot. Um, on the way to get here. Obviously, I ended up where I'm supposed to be, and I could not be more happy um, with the people on this team and my coaches. Um, I love Lexington. This place is meant for me. Um, I would not change the decisions that I've made, though, because I learned so much at Tennessee um, and Arkansas just from the experience of having to transfer and, like, the the work that it took. Sophie, you are a freshman athlete. And I was also a UK athlete at some point. And I know how bad a hamstring injury hurts and hinders your progress. You are a freshman. You are, and you are setting school best, uh, freshman best. And you, you sat there casually and said, well, I was nursing a hamstring injury, which my sports has some <laughs> explosion here and there. Your sport is specifically based off of your leg explosion. And you said, well, I was just – you know, nursing a hamstring injury. How scary is that, that you're going to be even better when you don't have the ailment? I think it was shocking um, to all of us because I had 12 needles, dry needles in my hamstring right before I jumped, and I literally bit my tongue and warm up because it was pulling on me so bad. Um, you can see it in pictures when I get out of the pit. I literally just clench my fist because I'm. <laughs> it hurts so bad, but I, I just knew I needed one good jump, and I threw it out on my first one. Um, that, that's why my first jump was so big because I knew if I can just get one in, let it tear if it tears after that. But I was just trying to get one in. Uh, well, okay. Wait, so, wait, say it again. Sophie, you need to feel the needles in your leg. That's hurting me. I know. It does. It hurts. Well, explain that again. How do you just stick 12 needles in your leg? Well, it was the dry needles. Like you're, They're supposed to stimulate the, the muscles and like blood flow. I have no idea. I just know I halfway cry. <laughs> and then and then just that mindset if it tears it tears it's just like the most like barbaric whatever it is lay it out on the table winning mentality yep. like how are you feeling right now and then like you know are you are, how long are you going to be recovering just kind of how is that process right now i'm good um it's obviously the men i've got two weeks until oregon i don't i probably will not jump until the weekend so technically i have two weeks to recover um it's not my hamstring right now is not as bad as it was the first time before SECs, which is progress. Um, definitely, we still have a lot of treatment and rehab to do, but I think that when two weeks comes, I will be ready to go. Um, practice will just be simple bounding progressions and not a whole lot of hard running or hard lifting, just to try to make sure that the hamstring stays mobile and not tighten up on me and tear. Yesterday, I was just trying to stay loose. You know, I wasn't even really thinking about it. I was just thinking about the board and I just wanted to go to national so bad. I knew that that would prove a lot to my coaches and to the people that I have seen along the way. I knew that um, I had a lot to prove yesterday, and I just bit my tongue and did it. Hey, so, Sophie, just a little bit more on that subject kind of tells a little bit about your personality. I was going to ask you, and you kind of answered that, was it the, the U.K. track culture? Is it just a championship culture? Because uh, I know you probably keep up with U.K. basketball a little bit, and we had the same discussion 
with Ty Ty Washington to have a, a, a nagging injury, which is going to uh, hinder you throughout the season. My aspect and my trainer's aspect has always been, no, we're going to let you heal up. We don't want it uh, bothering you throughout the season. So this was a Sophie thing that even if his leg is killing me, but I'm going to perform, or is that just a culture of championship uh, status of, that UK is promoting? I'm going to say both of it. I mean, I didn't tell my coach I was hurting um, until after the, the meet was over, until I walked in the stands, and he was like, are you okay? And I said, no, I would like to go get treatment now. <laughs> because in warm-ups it happened, and I, I was like, you know what, I got three jumps, not six. I'll be just fine. Um, it's just, it, I would say it's a competitive, it's the competitiveness in me. A coach gives you a scholarship and tells you to come here and work for him, and you don't want to let him down. And so, of course, I'm going to do everything in my power to be okay. The trainers here have worked with me for two weeks trying to get me right, and I am not going to let the, the months that I've put into this go to waste just for a small hamstring pain. So unless it's torn, I'm going to keep going. Goodness. Well, you know, what, why do you think this, this process has been so seamless for you as a freshman? I know it was you know, a little bit of a slow start, and you, it was a process to get there, but uh, you know, even still just how quickly you have been able to, to hit this point, what do you think it, it is that uh, allowed you to get to that point? Is it a mindset thing, or do you just think you know, physically you're, you're there and, and you're ready? All of it. Uh, my coach, when I got to UK, Coach Grimes, he basically – threw me into workouts with everyone without even working me into it. So I came in really late, and everyone was basically in tip-top shape, and I was having to run workouts and try to make the same times as they were. Um, so obviously that was hard, and I had to learn to be mentally tough, and I think that I've, I've learned so much this year. I've basically learned how to rerun. I've learned how to, how to use my brain and not freak out. I've learned, I've learned so much. I just can't even describe it. Um, my coaches are just very supportive. I have girls that I, I run with the cross-country girls a lot training for the 800, and I, they have just been very supportive, and they've taught me to not be scared of anything. I mean, it's going to hurt regardless. You might as well just push through it and do what you can and not stress about it. There's no, there's no point in doing that. If you practice um, a certain way, you need to compete the same way. So I, I don't go into meets anymore like I used to and be, and be real quiet and be just mad and keep my headphones on and not talk to anybody. I just go in and have a good time because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. I was going to ask you, uh, are you uh, is there anybody on the team, I was thinking maybe Abby Steiner, uh, yeah. that has that championship mentality. Does she Does she motivate you? Do you model anything after her? Does, she, does she motivate the whole uh, track side of uh, the track and field team? Because she has to perform. And we, we talked, I talked to Larry Vaught last week. That if you go out there and every time someone expects you to to break a record, you know uh, Hussein Bolton, some of these guys like that has to be a, a lot more pressure than just performing. If you know and you know you can perform. To is there anybody else you look up to? Do you look up to her, or you do you see her as competition? Abby is definitely the golden child. I mean, I'm sitting across from her right now. Um, <laughs> she, she um, I've had the opportunity to be around her uh, a lot more in the past couple of weeks. My best friend actually lives with her, and I've been able to eat breakfast and stuff and kind of pick her brain just because it's like you're sitting in the presence um, of an absolute celebrity, but she doesn't know that. I mean, she obviously knows how talented she is, but she doesn't She doesn't put that on you or make you feel that way. Um, she just walks around like she um, – is just happy to be here, and she does everything she's asked. She she doesn't know how good she is. I don't think um, it's it just it's awesome. Obviously, has a, she has a championship mentality, but um, she just is a hard worker. She does everything that she's asked. She 
she just goes out there and it's not it's not really expected of her to break records every time. That's just how good she is. She is just that incredible. I don't even know what to say about it because she is just she's just born talented. It's, is there Jack, anything? Do we, need, do we need to go to break or? We, we yeah let's let's hit this break real quick and, and we'll be back right after that uh, so yeah let's do go on and do that you're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday morning sports talk on six thirty WLAP this is the home of the Wildcats six thirty WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White and Larry Vaught, also still with us, UK track and field star Sophie Galloway. Uh, we, we ended this last segment, Sophie, talking a little bit about Abby Steiner and you know kind of her greatness and, and the way you kind of look up to her. Uh, go back to April 14th. Uh, she was, it was named Abby Steiner Day in Lexington. The honor was presented to her uh, by the mayor. Uh, when, is, when is Sophie Galloway Day coming? Hey, one of these days. I have no idea when that'll be. It's Sophie Galloway Day on her birthday. I'll tell you that. I've already got that day. But maybe I'll get one one of these days. I I think there's going to be one coming, Sophie. And and I wanted to ask you, when you talk about you you trained at the cross-country runner summit and all, because is the dream still to compete in the heptathlon? Are you going to switch and now just become solely a jumper? Or kind of what does the future hold for you now? You never know. Um, actually, I've kind of been talking to my coaches. Whatever they throw me in, I'm going to do. I've actually been talking to him about a 400-meter and just like maybe a 4x4 four four and 400 hurdles and open hurdles. You know, anything he asks me to do, I'm obviously going to do. Heptathlon is not the, the set in stone. Neither is triple jump. You never know what I'll be doing. I could be throwing the shot put next year. It's just whatever he feels like I'm capable of doing. And Larry, once I, I, again, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I kind of like that attitude, don't you, Don't you, Anthony? Oh, that's the point I was going to get. She's once again just casual about, eh, I probably can meddle in, in any um, 400. You want me to run 400? You want me to long jump? High hurdle? Yeah, I'll go ahead and meddle for you. Let me know, Coach. That's remarkable. <laughs> if, uh, the, well, the other thing I was going to ask you was uh, you, you said Abby's one of your good friends and uh, a lot of things I learned in college – as an athlete is because I was, I messed up really bad and had to learn, or there was someone around me that was very knowledgeable who told me something. Is there anything that Abby has, any nuggets you're going to take from conversations you've had, a workout that she does that you've never seen before? Is there anything that you can take away when you're going to look back at when you're my age and Larry Vault's age and say, <laughs> wow, that was, that was, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that the biggest thing that stuck out to me is the, the fact that she's quiet. I know you see athletes these days that they like to talk on social media and they like to talk and be seen, and she is one that um, is not – she doesn't like to be seen, and I think that that's going to take her a long way. Um, pro coaches and pro teams, and when, when you look for a contract, you, you look for a kid that is going to represent your brand well, and you want someone that um, – is motivational, but also has a clean slate, and you hear nothing about Abby. Um, she is just a wonderful person. She keeps her mouth shut. She's very humble, and I think that, that that's going to take her a long way. 
Now, now, Sophie, you do need to kind of get in her ear a little bit, though, about it would be okay if she wanted to come on here with us one of these weeks coming up and talk a little bit, though. You kind of whisper yeah. that in her ear when you get a chance from time to time. She's across from me right now laughing because she's hearing me talk about her. I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and really, but your whole team, I mean, I had, I had a friend that was a, a meat official up in Indiana, and he was talking about all the people that you, that you guys qualified on the, on the women's team. I mean, right. I would think top ten finishes got to be very realistic, and even probably having a shot of getting in the top five of the people that you all qualified and winning some national championships looks like a very realistic expectation for this championship. You name any girl on this team, um, and they will be a top three a kid. Um, Coach Green has said it, and he's spoken into existence all year long. We could be a top three team. We could place. We could win national championships. It just everybody needs to do what they need to do, and this is the time of year that things come together. Hey, Sophie, I wanted to ask you, uh, just from my limited years of running track back in the day, I noticed that triple jump wasn't on your on your profile uh, on UK, but you did to do. You get a heads up that they may want you to do something, give you time to prepare for, or is this all just natural, or do they give oh, you a week or two triple to prepare? Jump. Yeah. Triple jump is just a side event. So technically, I'm a multi, I'm a heptathlete, but triple jump is kind of what they let me do just for the fun of it. Um, it whatever they tell me that week that I'm competing in, you won't know until the day before to meet. They're like, hey, you're going to be in the 200 four by four and shot put. Like, you never know um, until the day of. So I'm probably not going to be listed. I'm probably like jumps and sprints just because that's technically a multi athlete. Well, you are going to be my favorite athlete from here on out. Every question I've asked you, and I am i am a college athlete. I have college athletic ability. But you, everything we ask you is just casual. Well, yeah, I just i just do it for fun. I just go out and set rec, rec, uh, freshman records, you know, whatever they ask me to do. I love it. I love it. That wasn't even my main event. I, that, I, I woke up that day and said, you know what, I'm just going to go set a record. Why not? Hey, hey, you guys just write it down now and remember this date that we're talking to a young lady that's going to be in the Olympics one day in this heptathlon. She's downplaying how good she has a chance to be in that because that's just how she is. But we're going to have a chance to watch her one day in the Olympics. I really believe that. I've told her that before. She's just that special of an athlete. And in case you also didn't notice, her senior year there at Marshall County, she was also on the state championship, uh, our state runner-up basketball team, uh, and she was very content, Anthony. I think she could have scored a lot more, but they had a lot of shooters on the team, so she just rebounded and played defense and intimidated and knocked other people around. I was very happy doing that, weren't you, Sophie? If you guys would like to ever play 1v1, just let me know. I just can't dribble, so be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, I, hey, there's something that may be in the future. Give Kyra a call. I'm going to call and advocate for you. If she needs a backup, what What are you, two? Maybe a, a shooting guard, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we need a backup, yeah, I'll two, be just fine. Walk on over there and tell her, hey, put me in, coach. Just make sure you wear a sweatband and some high shoes. Don't twist an ankle. <laughs> well, Sophie, we're we're coming up on a break. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, real quickly, uh, just how excited are you for, for uh, Oregon? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh, I'm thrilled. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. My God. It's so exciting getting to see the group of kids I get to travel with. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Sophie, and uh, we'll, we'll be in contact with you in the future. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. This is Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, presented by the Leach Report Radio Network, 630 Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk, live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. This hour of Sunday Morning Sports Talk is also presented by Country Boy Brewing. Give us a call, 859-280-2287. Only two segments to go so if you want to uh, get your voice heard make sure uh, you call in shortly guys that was one of my favorite interviews in a long time Sophie was awesome Anthony I know you uh, you certainly share similar thoughts on that one. Oh, absolutely like her. I just I felt like uh, I don't know just to be a freshman one thing is the culture has changed around UK when you're a freshman you don't speak you don't and she didn't say much it was just the, the cavalierness of well, yeah, I just come on and perform, which it didn't come across as cocky, but I loved it. Me, I would have loved to have been cocky, but they don't let freshmen talk a lot. I like her. I like her. I'm going to follow, follow her. And if Larry calls greatness, there's going to be greatness. But other than that, I like her personality. So, And, Larry, I, I love how she just, you know, would wake up and just decide to pick, pick the event of the day and then go set a personal best and make the NCAA championships. That is – a, just unbelievable confidence, and then she was saying, you know, if I tear if I tear it, I tear it. It is what it is. I'm going to put it all out there. She's a winning mentality, absolute warrior, and uh, certainly a lot of fun to talk to. So, Larry, uh, very, very well done in, in getting that interview set up. Uh, well, I had a chance to get to know Sophie in the last couple of years in, uh, in Marshall County, and she's extraordinary. And I'm telling you, she downplayed her abilities. I think she's uh, – uh, Olympic potential in, in the heptathlon if that's what she ends up doing because as she said, whatever event you want to put her in, she can, she can do it. I don't know how many triple jumpers I've ever heard of that just go out and train with the cross-country team because they're thinking about that 800, which is an event she'd have to run in the heptathlon. So don't underestimate her in anything. She's really a good hurdler. She's terrific in the jumps. And, she, I, again, I think we will eventually see her in the Olympics. I think this Kentucky track team, Steiner, I think, will be there. And I think one day Sophie will be there. Larry, whenever you talk to her, and as much as I like her, this is real talk, Larry. That's what the young kids call it, no cap. She don't want no parts of me in basketball. I could count <laughs> on my hands how many times I lost in basketball. So she don't. And now I'm older and slower. I'm just going to back her down, so. Man, I don't I know shoot. if you'd back her down or not, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
and I like how she's so nonchalant, casual she was about it too. She was like, oh, you know, throwing in like, oh yeah, she's a good basketball player. And she was like, if you want, if you if, if you want the beat, let's go. If you yeah, want to lace them up right now. Yeah, if you want to lace it up, <laughs> let's ride. It's like, whoa, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but goodness gracious. Well, I'm going I'm to actually talk to her tonight, Anthony. I'll go ahead and start seeing if we can, after NCAA championships, I'll maybe see like if in August or something we can set up a little one-on-one showdown with you. It could be one-on-one. It might have to be a shootout, though, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to bully her. I'll give her more of an advantage if she may be able to outshoot me. I'm sure she's quicker than I am at this point, but I just don't like the way she just, she just no, you know, just no, no questions that she's going to do something to me. Maybe Jack. Maybe she was speaking to Jack and she wasn't speaking to me. Hey, I'm ready to hoop. Let's ride. I'm good. I'm good to go. Uh, well, yeah, that was awesome conversation. Very glad that we were able to have Sophie on. Certainly we'll uh, have her on in the very near future again, probably, you know, after after she heads out and, and probably just calls her shot and kills it again in the championships uh, here in two weeks. I'm sure she's going to thrive there. Uh, I did want to, so there are a couple of news items that happened throughout the week that I wanted to at least go rapid fire through, get your all's thoughts on it. A, uh, the uh, withdrawal date is on Wednesday, June 1st, for the basketball, uh, the NBA draft. Teams have to, players have to withdraw by that date at midnight. Uh, so we will have a final roster, know exactly what the roster is uh, by Wednesday, uh, Wednesday evening, at least in terms of what options are available if UK does decide to explore those or if the roster's set. But, it, you know, obviously Shaden Sharp, is technically still on the table, even though nobody is really anticipating him coming back. Leonard Miller is another guy that is testing the waters, who is you know hoping to get a first-round grade, and, and it's kind of up in the air if he has gotten that. He's technically still an option, but really not not sure uh, where you know how confident UK is on that one. Assuming Shaden goes pro, assuming Leonard Miller goes pro, assuming not a you know, can't miss prospect comes out of the transfer portal or, you know, withdraws from the draft. Uh, Anthony, is, are you comfortable with where this roster is right now going into the summer and, and you know, the, going into this season? Yeah, I'm comfortable because we're going with a lot of unknowns. I mean, uh, we got Toppin coming back, Frederick coming back from injury, Wheeler, Damian Steele at this point. And Keon's not going to the NBA, but he ain't coming back either, right? No. So, eh, put the new parts together. Throw a couple. Uh, Oscar, obviously, Oscar and Lance. We got a pretty good nucleus, and I, I'm not as I haven't. I'm not like you and Larry. Haven't seen the the young guards we have coming in. Uh, the the young guys, but you guys are high on them, and you guys aren't usually far off. So, once you plug those guys in, I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with what we're losing uh, versus what we're bringing in. Larry, I know there's a lot of talk, and you know fans always want the. Uh, you know, latest and greatest shiny toy. They want something new and fresh. Uh, are you comfortable where things stand, uh, assuming things are, are absolutely set in stone? Uh, a, a surprise name doesn't, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Patrick Baldwin, who was a, no, a former five-star recruit, ended up going to Milwaukee to play for his dad. His dad gets fired. He goes to the NBA draft while also entering the transfer portal. And there's a lot of talk, you know, maybe that could be a connection. I think it's not official yet, but I think somebody released a report yesterday that said he is fully intent on staying in the draft. So that's another option that's off the table for Kentucky. Larry, it doesn't seem like there's anybody else out there that Kentucky's even flirting with. Uh, outside of, you know, I guess keeping that door slightly open for Shaden and, and Leonard Miller just by technicality because they have to. Uh, but it, it really does feel like this roster is set in stone. 
Well, you never know. You know, sometimes guys reclassify in the middle of the summer, and that that, that could always be something that could happen that we, you don't see coming. I mean, think back to Jamal Murray. and I mean, that that was one that you didn't see. So, and, and, and as Toppin, he's still not officially taking his name out of the draft, has he? Well, he tweeted, I think, a couple days back, decisions, decisions. And if that, yeah. I mean, talk about mass chaos if you get a, a Jacob Toppin uh, enters a transfer portal new or in, enters the NBA draft news uh, before this Wednesday deadline. We're always, ta- you know, assuming he's coming back, but uh, that that wouldn't be very fun, Larry. <laughs> no, and I don't know why he has drugged his decision out. Quite that, that'd be the only thing that would make me wonder if I mean he's still here two days before, and, unless he's just wanting to wait. I don't, I don't know. I did see on Twitter this morning that Kentucky basketball announced that Lance Ware would be back. I didn't know there's a chance he wouldn't be back. <laughs> And are you seeing that Lance Ware is putting up just absolute buku numbers right now over in Brazil? He's over there for that outreach we're program. Treat. Yeah, yeah, he's we're treating. Yeah, he's he, yeah. I don't Thirty-nine know how good points. The competition is, but but any any game he gets to play and, and and to play more like that is just good for him. I think that's a good experience for him. It's a great opportunity for sports reach, and I think that's still a good thing for Lance. But yes, if they had to go. Provided Toppin is back, which I think he will be, if they had to start next season with this roster, then, yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with it. Is there any, like, are, are there any holes that you see or anything? Uh, I guess what's your biggest question mark with the roster uh, in, in terms of, of how good it can be in, in terms of, of long-term potential? Uh, are there any question marks that you have in mind, or, or uh, are you just feeling pretty comfortable with the, the whole unit from top to bottom? Well, what's the question you have about John Calipari's team every year? The, uh, shooting. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a whole long list, but I guess shooting is at the top. Yeah, I mean, they just they just never have an overall great shooting team normally. So, yeah, you, you got a transfer coming in looks who should be able to hit shots, kind of like what Kellen Grady did last year, you think. C.J. Frederick, I'm confident, can hit shots, but he's still got to show that he can stay healthy, which hopefully he will. I think kind of the unknown to me, Jack, would be Cason Wallace and how accurate can he be with his uh, three-point shooting. I know Chris Livingston, his coach Steve Smith, talked about how hard he worked on it, and he could make three-pointers now. But what Steve kind of implied is he, he can still miss a lot, too, that he's not going to be a 40% shooter from out there. And then count me as one who still just doesn't have a lot of confidence in Wheeler being a great three-point shooter for you, which means you better have guys out there with him who can make three-point shots. And I, I don't know if you saw this, but Chris Livingston just did an interview uh, where they were, you know, asking about roles and, you know, kind of what his position is going to be. And he still says he's going to be a two here in Lexington, and he is 6'7", 225 pounds, and he built like many LeBron James, and he's going to be wanting to come off screens and, you know, have catch-and-shoot opportunities from three. So, I don't know. I, I've i always kind of said, man, UK should just go all in on this, you know, small ball, four out, let, you know, let him be a four. It's what they did at, at Oak Hill. He was a four at Oak Hill. Uh, you know, let him kind of be a slasher on the baseline, hit hit corner threes, uh, Anthony. So it's kind of, I don't know, he he thinks he's a two, and I, I don't know if he's good enough of a, of a shooter to be a, a two. And, and You do know, Jack. You do know. Go ahead and say it. Uh, 
it's it's I'm not a fan. I got it. I just got to <laughs> I just got to be honest. I think he's better as a 4-3 yeah. rather than a 2-3, but maybe that's not why I make 9 million dollars a year. I I think you basketball bennies are missing something. And I'm going to go against the grain with you guys cuz I don't agree. You guys keep saying well, this team Cal keeps saying and you guys regurgitate what he's saying. We need shooters. We don't need shooters. His best teams have had aggressive point guards, guys that can get into the – I mean, point guards and shooting guards. If you have to be able to shoot, it killed the 2010 team that they couldn't shoot. But that – they shouldn't have – I don't think they should have shot that many threes against West Virginia. But uh, uh, Brandon Knight, most of the teams that have been successful have been – Aggressive people with the ball, not the shooting, because your shooting can be off at any day and you can lose a game at any day. I don't know where this whole narrative comes. We have to have shooters. When have we had shooters? I mean, even with Booker and Jamal and those guys, the teams were pretty good, but they, but it was more or less Tyler uh, Euless. And I, I guess you're going to go to your whole – who is that? Is that you the one who always goes to the – oh, no, it's Terry Terry Brown always goes to where Aaron Harrison knocked down three big shots. And, but those were just single shots. That had nothing to do with what we do each possession with the ball. I think we need aggressive guards, point guard and shooting guard. And if they can shoot, is a plus. But let's concentrate on somebody who's not going to dribble down their leg when, when the going gets rough. And you're also not going to be a severe wheeler where you can get in there and can do nothing with it. We don't need all that shooting. Ooh, I wish I were as confident as you, Anthony. I, I, I most certainly do. I don't have the numbers. Do, do a little research and look. The, our Dur- best teams have had solid point guard, not solid shooting point guard, not Dur- solid shooting. Deron Lamb led Kentucky in scoring in the national championship. But game, he was he was, and he, was a 50, he was a coin flip three point shooter. Yeah, you got Anthony Davis and and, and Darius Miller who could shoot. And, but no, but those and, were, but they were not shooting. I mean, that was not the whole purpose of it. everybody was scared of Anthony Davis. Everybody was just scared of the way, and that was a unique team. There's, I think there's a difference between you guys are acting like we want people to stand around the arc and shoot all day. If you're going to do that, I'm going to allow you to do that. Why the Lakers aren't winning? Because they want everybody to shoot. They want Westbrook to shoot threes. No, if you have to do that, you want it available. We don't want our offense predicated. I don't want our offense predicated around that. I think there's a difference between being an average shooter, somebody capable of knocking down a shot from deep, and having non-shooters on the floor. And I think that's my biggest concern. Savi Wheeler. Savi Wheeler is a non-shooter. Keon Brooks' this past season was a non-shooter. Jacob Toppin was a non-shooter. Oscar Sheboy was a non-shooter. When Kellen was at his best, it was fantastic. When you had you know Ty Ty knocking down shots, it was fantastic, and that's when yeah. everything worked in 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 harmony. But at if. the end of the year, that's what lost the team. If. That's what right. lost. And they lost were the shooters. Season. And they were shooters. And the three, shooting went three bad. Of the pl- three of the four of the players in the rotation literally could not shoot. So you want five shooters on the floor? I didn't say that. I think there's a happy medium where you don't have to have five shooters on the team, but you need a couple. I agree with you. Goodness gracious. Let's hit this final break. Uh, wrap up the show after this. You're listening to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to Stockyards Bank Sunday Morning Sports Talk live from the Clark's Main Street Market. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's one final segment here. A few 
final minutes here. I'm Jack Pilgrim here with Anthony White and Larry Vaught on the phone. Talked a little bit of basketball in that previous segment. Uh, some other news broke. Anthony wanted to, to hit on this before we close out the show. I'm actually we, – we're both going to Louisville this afternoon to go watch uh, Nike EYBL is in town, uh, you know, where I've been kind of traveling – calling in from uh, the side courts and, you know, sideline reporting. They're actually here in Louisville this weekend, so I finally get the chance to make my way to the Expo Center and go see that. Headlined by the one and only DJ Wagner, who is kind of the most polarizing figure right now in, in the state of Kentucky. Uh, it's sparked this rivalry again. we got Kentucky versus Louisville to land his services, Anthony. This week, Milt Wagner, his grandfather, hired as the deve- – director of player development at Louisville, but also the caveat in it, the reason why it's even legal for him to uh, U of L to still recruit DJ. uh, He was hired through the university as an alumni relations position. So he's not technically in in the athletics department, not technically a a basketball employee. He is a university employee. It's basically like he's on the faculty and just helping out around the basketball. I don't know how they found that loophole and nobody else has been able to do that. Uh, I've always been under the impression the NCAA rules are pretty stern about no family, no being around the program uh, unless they're an on-court coach, and that's not what this is. So I'm still very confused with the NCAA rules. I'm just kind of taking it for uh, the national people's words for it and saying they're saying it's legal, so I guess it is. But uh, it it definitely throws a wrench into things. We now have Grandpa uh, at UofL and his brother and former teammate here at Kentucky. Who is going to win out, Anthony? Well, NCAA is never clear about anything. That's why you're not clear about it. But if they found a loophole, bravo, Jack. Bravo. And there's people, Big Blue Nation, or whoever is complaining. If, if it was UK, if they want to find a way, then they find a way or whatever. But I've, if you research, it's been done at a lot of universities. I'm not going to comment any further than that, but it's been done at a lot of universities. So don't get mad because it's it's uh, L against Cal or L against Big Blue Nation. My thing is, if if the, if they found this loophole, why aren't we hiring Dewan as the director of player development, alumni relations side, made up job? Oh, we have that, integrity, though. but but uh, well, Cal literally hired <laughs> Milt to get Dewan back in two thousand or whatever it was, and now Louisville is doing the exact same thing to get the get the grandson. So we have integrity. I didn't say Memphis have integrity. Cal's a head coach. He made that call. No comment. Uh, Larry, quick thoughts before we get out of here. Who, who are you picking, Louisville or Kentucky, to land the, the number one player in the class of 2023? Well, you made fun of me as soon as Louisville hired Kenny Payne, and I said <laughs> I thought that's where Wagner would go to. So I'm certainly not changing my pick. Oh, we'll see. I, uh, from what I heard, uh, I wasn't able to go last night because of the uh, the wedding, but apparently he was on under lock and key, wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. Very uh, And another little thing to keep in mind before we close out the show, Robert Dillingham is apparently going to be committing in the next couple of weeks. He wouldn't do interviews either because he said uh, of what's coming in the next couple of weeks. So Kentucky has all the steam with that one. I think that one's all but wrapped up. So uh, big news coming at least uh, here in the very near future. Another very fun show. Appreciate you guys. Very glad to be back on. Hey, hey, Jack, you weren't here, but Anthony, I need to shout out a quick – Happy anniversary to Riley Gaines because, Anthony, it's been a week since she got married right after being on our show last week. That is true. Congratulations, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. You're listening to Stock Banks, Sunday Morning Sports Talk on 630 WLAP.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.